Life Audio. You are listening to the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, episode 26, Exchanging Father Wounds for God's Love with Stacey Eldridge, part two. I am your host, Kia Stevens. This podcast is for women who have experienced pain in their father-daughter relationship as a result of divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, addiction, or a physically present but emotionally absent father. The aim of this podcast is to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. If you are benefiting from this podcast and you think it just might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now let's go ahead and dive into the conclusion of my interview with Stacy Eldridge. As I'm listening to you and have identified that in my own life, I came to a place where I realized I am going in pursuit uh, of trying to get this question answered. Pursue, pursue, pursue in the opposite sex or pursue, 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 trying to get my father to love me in the way that I think he should love me or I wanted him to love me and coming up empty. Until I finally had the revelation that all of this energy that I was putting into people and things and stuff uh, to try and answer this question, uh, I could have just reciprocated what God was already giving to me. The Mm -hmm. whole time we are pursuing everything else, God is pursuing us. He's pursuing us right here in this podcast Um, with some of the things that you're saying. I'm like, wow, God said that, you know? um, And I think when we have that revelation, that the answer to our question that we've been wanting to hear has been answered all along and is being answered every single second of every single day, you know, that is life-changing. That (laughs) is Yeah, that's the revelation that we need to be healed, to to live freely and not in in bondage and and in chains from our past. Yes, yes. And I love that you use the word revelation because it really does take that, that, that transformation from words that we're saying to the expansiveness in our heart. And God wants to bring that. And he is. He's the ageless pursuer. He's the initiator. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact.
So we've talked about how the answer to the question being no can negatively impact a woman. I wonder if you would be willing to unpack some of the ways um, having a no response to your question growing up. Um, how did it impact you? Maybe emotionally or mentally um, interactions with the opposite sex, et cetera, et cetera. Would you be willing to share a little yeah. bit about that? Yeah, I would. Um, the messages that I got early on were that I was totally uh, without value. Um, my mom, the first story I remember her telling me of, of was how devastated she was when she learned she was pregnant with me. Um, and I already, I, like I knew it. it I, that just was a story that I heard over and over for some reason that I was, I was the last straw that broke her back. And my father's messages were, you're not captivating. You're not worth paying attention to. You're not worth investing in. I'm not even going to be here. And when I am here, I'm not going to be here. So I learned pretty young that my heart wasn't wanted, my desires, my likes. And so I, I buried them and, and withdrew and lived a secret life. Um, I got, I started into um, smoking, like when I was 10 and um, smoking pot when I was 11. And then I started drinking. And by the time I was in high school, I was doing every drug except for heroin. I never did that. And then in high and then in college, I, I went off the rails. My um, friends were drug dealers and they were concerned for me. It was, wow. it was, yeah. So um, one night stands were just normal for me. Just, just, I would pick the person, you, you were the lucky person tonight to t- validate that I am a woman worth spending time with. And, oh my gosh, the damage I did to my own soul was just, I, I, I felt so worthless. I did write about this, um, but I usually don't talk about it because it is still so painful. But when I was 17, I got pregnant. And it was with, um, who was my boyfriend? I'm doing air quotes right now yeah. <laughs> and kind of in that we were in trouble. I knew we weren't doing well. So it was like a last ditch effort. We we'd had sex only one time before we're like, okay, this is a way to secure him to love me and be in. And, um, after we had sex, he, I won't even tell you what he said to me because it was so ugly and heinous, but he did tell me that, um, and along the lines of that he hated me was that he was in love with my best friend and that they had been seeing each other. So I, I, Oh my gosh, did I plummet? And then I found out I was pregnant mm-hmm. and um, I told him and he was just as cold. I've just, ugh, just to picture his face, my parents, I, there is no way at that place yeah. in my life that I felt I could tell them. And I ended up having an abortion, mm-hmm. um, which devastated me. I, um, I left the room and went into the recovery room where all, all these other women were waiting to go in. And I began to sob hysterically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was from that really that I felt my life was absolutely worthless. 
I hated myself. I was so cavalier with my life. I, I, I am only alive because of the intervention of Jesus. I abused drugs and alcohol so hard. Um, and I just didn't care. I didn't care. And it was actually after um, hitting my lowest point and wanting to just end it. I'm just going to end it all that I reached for a Bible and opened it up. And my eyes fell on Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. So I did. I said, here I am. I am weary. Can you come for me? And he did. I was 21 years old wow. and um, changed my life. And it was really hard at first because I lost every, I'll say all my friends, everybody. I, um, I hadn't been able to not do drugs for, I couldn't go a day, but suddenly all I realized it had been two weeks. <laughs> mm. It was like, oh my. And then the, the healing that came even, and even from that, what is one of my deepest wounds of aborting my having that abortion, he came for me there to bring healing, to bring redemption, to even give me a picture of my little girl who I'm going to be reunited with. And I'm really looking forward to that. Thank you so much for your candor, Stacey, because, you know, in our pursuits of trying to get our questions answered and trying to find someone that will love us in the way we were not loved, we make a whole lot of decisions and I'm imagining that someone today might be dealing with a great deal of shame and regret and guilt. And I love the way that you describe how the Lord swooped in after your decision to abort your baby girl and said, I, I don't condemn you. You know, I'm not pointing my finger at you. I'm here to rescue you. I'm here to answer your question. Yes. I'm here to love you. Yes. And I hope that that uh, is a reminder and encouragement to anyone who's listening today that maybe you do have a string of one night stands or you did abort your baby or several babies and you're feeling uh, so unloved and so low about the decisions that you have made. God does not condemn you. He, Amen. he stands with, um, you know, he stands with open arms saying, yes. I'm here. I love you. I'm waiting to receive you. Um, and I'm so glad that you, you shared that with us today. Good, good. I love his mercy, his mm-hmm. compassion. Mm-hmm. You are so right. He doesn't condemn. He actually, he's just, he understands and he's yeah. waiting I love it in Romans where it says nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Nothing. And um, there's nothing out of, out of his reach, nothing out of his reach of redemption, of healing and restoration. That's what he loves to do. Amen. So, so, so good. So, so good. And as you're talking, it's really kind of um, making me think about the next question, which is about forgiveness. And I actually asked you the question, how did you come to forgive your father? But I think uh, in looking at forgiveness, we really have to do a 360 and see who is on the perimeters of that 360 degree circle that we need to forgive. And sometimes um, the person that's in the center of that is us. 
Absolutely. We have to forgive ourselves. Sometimes we have to forgive God um, because there are questions that arise of, you know, if you are sovereign, if you can control all things. Where were you? Right. Why on earth did you allow this to take place in my life? Why didn't you come in and save me like you say you would (laughs) or you do in the Bible? So can you unpack forgiveness? I mean, as best we can in the the little bitty podcast, you know, can you unpack it? Forgiving yourself, forgiving God, forgiving your father. I I think you just said it so well. The most difficult person to forgive is ourself. But we have to remember that forgiveness is a choice and it's not a feeling. We don't wait until we feel forgiving in order to forgive. We are just simply entrusting that person to God. I'm not going to be tethered to them anymore because I'm not going to let them continue to harm me by holding on to my unforgiveness of them. Um, It's not saying it didn't matter. Yeah. It's not saying, um, oh, that was okay. What you did or to diminish it. No, it mattered. It mattered. And I'm going to give you to God. I'm going to release you. And I'm not going to demand payment from you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave that for you and God to work out together. And then for ourselves to go, um, Jesus paid. Yeah. He paid. He, his sacrifice was enough for what I did and for what was done to me. Mm-hmm. It is enough. So just to know friends that you, you get to do it. You just do it. And, and also to know that sometimes it's not a one and done situation. Right. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) You forgive and you wake up and, oh, I have to forgive again. Mm -hmm. And then you just do, you just do by the grace of God. And one of the things that I love when I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it. I um, asked Jesus who lives in me to do it for me, like in me, Christ in me, you forgive, you were on the cross and you forgave. So would you do it? in me, through me. And, um, and he would love to, he would love to help us do that because he actually commands us to, he wants us to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so, so good. Yeah. I'm thinking, um, uh, about a lot of things I just finished reading. Um, well, not all of it, but, uh, Lisa Turkhart's book, forgiving what you can't forget. And she talks about, delineating all of the things that she needed to forgive her husband art for uh, on a on these uh, index cards and then she took some red felt and the index cards were like making a pathway all throughout her counselor's office it was all uh-huh. in the office all these little cards indicating all the specific things that she needed to forgive him for. yes and and her counselor gave her some red felt and she took pieces of red felt and laid it on top of everything. Oh, there you go. Card, you know, and it was just such a visual for her to remember that Jesus died for this. Jesus yes. died for this. Jesus died for this. And sometimes with forgiveness, you know, it's like, well, I know he died to forgive me of my sins, but the people that hurt me, uh-uh, they're not included. <laughs> but right. they are included. They are. They are yeah. included. 
And the other thing I love that you said, Stacy, is just inviting God into the process and recognizing that forgiveness is both some practical things that we can do. We can open our hands and, and let go of our clenched fist and we can relinquish our right to hold another person responsible for the wrong that they've done to us. But then also there's a supernatural component. Oh, there is. Right. You know, there there is some of the things that you're saying that you experienced with your father or even that boyfriend that you just described. Those are those are wounds that get lodged into the fabric of who we are in our body. The body remembers. Yes. And so the fact that you can forgive and you can move on, that is a super natural, unexplainable work of a holy, sovereign and mighty God. You know, so we have to invite God into our forgiveness journey. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. As we're winding down a little bit, can you talk a little bit about boundaries? Because as as we're starting to forgive and maybe trying to engage in a relationship with our fathers. We may have some fathers who are not financially stable, some that are still alcoholics or drug addicted, some that have relationships with other women and wives and other kids. And and it's just really complicated. Yes. What are your thoughts on boundaries? Um, That is such a good question. And and I think even that one's not a one size fits all. However, when, when you're little, your father, your mother, they have access to your life. They, they, you know, every area school, they can speak into relationships, all of it. But when you are an adult, they don't, they're in by invitation only. And, um, and that's hard for them because it's a shift, but that's where you go. No. No. And particularly if their way of relating has been harmful, there will come a time of confrontation. And just because you forgive someone, it doesn't mean the welcome mat goes out on your life. Like 
No, you can forgive them, but that doesn't mean they have access. So I think part of the journey is, um, oh my gosh, the journey is coming to know the love of God more deeply and who you are as a daughter, which you're committed to having women come to know because we need to know it. And it's from that secure place that we can think we are worth and value and not still scramble to get our father's attention Mm -hmm. and affection because that's deep. We want that. Mm-hmm. But for us to know, no, no, we are worth protecting. And um, you don't get to harm me anymore. So I am going to make the rules of engagement that are healthy for me. And they may change. But at first, if you're, this is a new part of your journey, they're probably going to be pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And, and a, per, a perimeter. And then it's also, if you're married, it's really lovely to have your husband. <laughs> yes. That's a great adjective. <laughs> or adverb. Sure. Okay. <laughs> to have them intervene. Like, no, you don't get to talk to my wife like that anymore. Like to help protect and, and, and play the role that a good man is meant to play. So, and if, and if you're not, then you do have a father, God, who was on your side and providing and protecting and, and not to live your life alone, to have uh, a pastor, friends, whoever, maybe it's a counselor, somebody helping guide you through, you are worth shielding and protecting. Mm-hmm. That is, oh, I can't say how good that is because I was thinking about um, not too long ago, I had a situation And um, someone was speaking to me and I felt myself reverting back to the little girl. Yeah. I, I I mean, I could have said hello to her. She was present in me and I've grown in 42, Stacey. I'm 42. Uh Do you hear me? And the little girl, she came right on in and sat down in the chair and I was reverting back to my default, which is to shrink back, to be quiet and to just take, 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 take. And my husband said, I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with that. And I think that was the one little thing that I needed to help me say, you know what, Um, to the person I was speaking to, you can't talk to me in that way. And this is not, this is not okay. I I can't continue to take this. But, you know, yeah. And it took me hearing somebody else remind me, you are not in the same place anymore. You are not that same little girl that was uh, desperate for affirmation and validation. You're 42. You are grown. God has done something in your life. You are changed. That old Kia, she's dead. You have been risen with Christ. You've been crucified with Christ and, and you no longer live. The life you live now, you live by faith through the son of God who loved you. You know, and so I think for all of us, the best thing that we really can do is get in the word of God. Amen. And, That's and it. Ask the Holy Spirit to change and renew our minds so that we're not going back to the default little girl, um, but we're living our lives as, as free and whole women of God who, whose minds have been renewed. (laughs) I can just do a little exclamation point. Yes. 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 Okay. So this question, um, I, I would like for you to talk to the little girl. What, what did she need to hear, um, from adult healed, 
killed Stacy. What yeah. does little Stacy, what would you have wanted? Yeah. And I would just, you know, you that are listening, if you're driving fine, but if you're not just close your eyes and bring and drink it in because that little, little girl is still there. We carry every age we ever were and we can bless her and love her. And just listen, you are chosen. You are wanted. You were planned on. You are delightful. I love who you are. I like your personality. I like the way you see. You are stunning and precious. That's what I need to hear. I think that's what we all need to hear. Amen. Stacy. I can't thank you enough for your candid, wonderful, and just, just so tender interview. Thank you for loving on our ladies, our listeners today. And if there are women who want to know more about you, want to know more about the ministry you run with your husband and some of the resources you offer, how can they connect with you? Well, the the best way is to come to our website, which is wildatheart.org. And it's all spelled out, W-I-L-D-A-T, heart.org. And we have all kinds of resources, um, things that you can watch, teachings just for women, teachings for men, teachings for both. There's a, a podcast. I do a podcast called Captivated. There's others that, uh, anyway, just come there or you can join me on my Facebook page. And that's, that's pretty short, you know, just to bring some truth to your social media feed every day, but that's the best way through, through the website. Awesome. Well, I know I've been blessed and I believe that you have been as well. So you need to get on over to Wild at Heart and check out all of the goodness that Stacy and John are providing over there. You've been listening to the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, episode 26, Exchanging Father Wounds for God's Love with Stacy Eldridge, part two. I hope this episode has been an encouragement to you. And I want you to know, Whether your dad is deceased, absent, divorced, unavailable, incarcerated, or you don't know who he is, sis, there is hope for you. Hope to be healed. Hope to be secure. Hope to be free. Completely free. Hope to be satisfied with the love of God. Yes, there is hope for women with father wounds. This was episode 26 of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast. I am your host, Kia Stevens. If you are benefiting from this podcast and you think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Be sure and check out the links associated with this podcast so you can access several free resources for you. Also, I am excited to announce that I will be publishing my first book for women with father wounds on March 7th, 2023. So be sure and subscribe to my blog at www.kiastevens.com so you won't miss any updates. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and I hope you will join me for episode 27. God the Father is a guide. Hope for Women with Father Wounds is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review so that more listeners can find us. 
You can learn more about Kia Stevens and her ministry, The Father Swap, by visiting kiastevens.com and fatherswap.com. This episode was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts, just head over to lifeaudio.com. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word Kynos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.